You're listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast with Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Now, crank it up. Love, exciting and new. Come aboard. We're expecting you and love. Life's sweetest reward. Let it flow. It floats back to you. is something for everyone set a course for adventure your mind on a new Hollywood, it's almost that time. It's almost time for us to jump on board the Monsters of Rock Cruise 24. So this will be my fifth Monsters of Rock Cruise, and I think your sixth. Is that correct? I went on 15, 18, 19, 20, 22, 23. This is my seventh. Somewhere in there, you got two Monsters of Rock Cruises ahead of me. Because you didn't start in 2018. I think you started in 2019. That's correct. 2019 was my first work. Yeah, I already had two in. Uh, and you've done one kiss cruise, right? And I've done one kiss cruise, yeah. I've done five morks and one. This will be, I did the cruise to the edge <laughs> that you, you so lovingly sent me on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. They're still finishing the first song. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but we did have a good time with Kevin uh, Williams, so it was all good. All right. Well, so, you know, I've had people email us before and ask sort of what is the point of the Mork previews that we do because we do the Mork recap at the end with all of us and we uh, recap everything that we saw on board the boat and who we loved, who we didn't love. The whole point of these Monsters of Rock Cruise previews is not really necessarily for the veterans, although it plays a part in getting people excited about all the bands that are going to be on the cruise and who we're interested in seeing. And maybe if you don't know a lot about the bands, we give you a little bit of information about each band. This is probably more for the newbies, the new people to not only Monsters of Rock Cruise, because there's always a lot of first-time cruisers to the Monsters of Rock Cruise, but there's also a lot of first-time cruisers, period, people that have never been on a cruise before. And so 
that's what this preview is sort of set for because I'll give you some tips, some tricks throughout the course of this episode. We'll talk about all the bands that we're going to get into. We'll talk about who we're excited about seeing, who we don't give a shit about, that kind of thing. So this is a great listen for that first time Monsters of Rock cruiser or the person that's on the edge that's not quite sure whether they want to get on this cruise or not. Maybe they want to cruise in 20 2025, 2026. We'll see. But that's sort of why we do these previews. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, our group has gotten bigger and bigger. So, of course, if you decide to go and you're listening to this, you'll see us on the cruise and we'll hang out. And a lot of this group kind of moves together. Keep in mind, as we're recording today, we are 37 days away from the cruise. So this is going to get released, obviously, closer to the cruise. So if you hear some things, it's like, that's not what's happening. You guys are wrong. Okay. It was happening 37 days ago. And the reason I say 37 days is what happens the last month or so before the cruise starts is there's a lot of changes. So I think it would be safe to say, and I'll just call it right now, that there are 12 changes that happen before the actual cruise happens. And then we can measure it when we do the review of the cruise. Yeah. And you know what's interesting about this cruise as opposed to the last four that I did is that none of the last four that I took part in were sold out. This one is actually the first one that I remember that they're saying is sold out and actually has been sold out now for probably going on a couple of months at this point. So in the past, they've always added bands close to the cruise. Like in the last month of the cruise, they've always added two or three bands. I haven't seen any of that yet. And that could be some of the changes that Sonny's talking about. But honestly, I would say what's the incentive for Mort to do that because they've already got a sold out cruise. The only incentive is, is if somebody backs out. But even then, honestly, they don't really need to book another band to take its place. I mean, there's already more than enough bands. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I think there'll still be some because if you think about it, especially since every year has not been sold out, Larry's had to have something in his back pocket that he can go to in the last couple of weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what if he set up those bands? He's like, look, I want both of you guys on my cruise. But before it even starts selling, I'm not announcing you until the last couple of weeks and you'll be my go-to guys at the end. Now, he doesn't need them, but he still wants them on the cruise and he still booked them. He just hasn't announced it yet because he was waiting. Well, he sold out. He's like, oh, shit. Well, might as well just wait to announce them, just like we always do. Yeah, that's right. And there's been a couple of posts that Monsters of Rock Cruise have put out there now that said something to the effect of, if you wanted new bands, wait till you see what we've got going on for next year. So they've already sort of hyped up some things for next year. And usually when you get on the ship, they release the starting lineup for next year's cruise. They had that on the TVs, I think, last year right away. So, you know, I imagine when we get on the cruise, we'll already get a sneak peek as to what's going to happen in 2025, but 2024 is definitely a different lineup than in the past years because Kicks has always been a part of the Monsters of Rock cruise ever since I've been on it, and uh, they are no longer, so that left a gap in the lineup, and they seem to have what I would consider some heavier bands this year with Armored Saint and Accept and KK's Priest and some bands like that, I think, you know, much heavier than in the past. And they've even got uh, The Darkness, which I think is a little left of center for Monsters of Rock Cruise. 
So it's an interesting lineup this year, and, and they still have a lot of the same players that they have every year as well. But uh, it should be an interesting cruise, and it'll be interesting to go through this list and talk about all the bands that'll be appearing on this year's Monsters of Rock cruise at least 37 days out from the time we cruise. So we'll get into all that and more. Like I said, there'll be some great tips I'll share with all the first-time cruisers. But before we do that, you know we got to do this. It's time for the Crank It Up Music Spotlight. Okay, so today's Crank It Up Spotlight, we're going to do a twofer, and we're going to feature two of the bands that are on the Monsters of Rock cruise this year. The first one I'm going to talk about is a Swedish band, Crash Diet. I'm excited to see these guys. There's a lot of people that are ready to see this band. They've been asking for this band on the cruise for several years. They're finally coming on in 2024. And we've talked about these guys on our podcast before. We've featured them in the Crank It Up Spotlights before. But I'm going to play an older song from a 2007 record. This one is off the Unattractive Revolution record, and here's a song called Die Another Day. So that one, dude, they are touching that sleaze line for me. I'm hoping the new singer is better because this song is not the singer that's in the band now. Yeah, the song was okay. Now, there's two songs on that album, Alone and I Don't Care, that both have Mick Mars as like a guest musician. I don't know if you knew that. So these guys have a little bit of a tie to Motley Crue. You know who the singer on that song was, right? H. Oliver Twist. So that's Ollie from Reckless Love. Okay. I guess Reckless Love was kind of hit and miss for me, too, so that doesn't surprise me, I guess. Yeah, so Ollie was in Crash Diet before Reckless Love. Of course, he's no longer in Reckless Love. He left that band to go play with some big band in Finland. But Crash Diet, Swedish band, they formed in 2000. They've had a few different singers over the years. They've got a guy in there now named Gabriel. And the latest Crash Diet record, Automation, I think is the name of it. They're a decent band. I like them. I think they're going to be exciting live. I'm looking forward to seeing them. They just put out a new song at the time we're recording this that I like a little bit as well. So it'll be interesting. I, I don't know if they've got a new record coming and it's going to be out before the cruise or maybe just after the cruise or whether it's just a single song. I really don't know, but I am looking forward to seeing them. 
Moving on to the second band, we've got a brand new band uh, to the Monsters of Rock Cruise. And Mork usually does a good job at picking these kind of bands that really nobody has heard of because they're not like what I would consider in the mainstream of hard rock these days. And they picked this band out of Detroit called Kaleido. It's either Kaleido or Kaledio. I don't know. Do you know how to pronounce that? Not a clue, but uh, I guess we'll have Eddie Trunk do it at the cruise and then we'll know. <laughs> That's right. So the band consists of singer Christina Chris. It's also got Joey Fava on drums, Cody Morales on bass, and Drew Johnson on guitar. These guys are sort of, uh, it says they're hard rock, punk, and metal, and even alternative pop. The first album I thought was a little bit more mainstream, straight ahead rock as far as I was concerned, but now they've kind of ventured off into sort of, I'll call it a little bit new medley for my taste, but check out this song from their first album called Experience. The song is called Blue Collar Delight. Whatever I want, no matter the price Do got a jet plane for weekends out west Got my mom's pretty face and dad's heart in my chest Middle class living blue collar delight I'm working all week to get to Saturday night Working all week to get to Saturday night I'm just working all week to get to Saturday night Maybe I'm crazy, afraid around the edge Don't got it all So on this one, music was good. Her voice is great. I'll check them out live. But this song's melody and chorus was kind of meh to me. And I think it's got part to do with they're trying to be punk and metal and alt pop and new metal. And it's like, dude, pick a lane and go, right? Like a Lucifer. Lucifer just released their new album. They have a lane. Whether you like it or not, they don't care. They stay in their lane and they go do their things. And there's some of those things they do I like and some of the things they do I don't like. Hailstorm's kind of the same place. It's like got a lot of influences, but they kind of stay in that 80s radio, hard rock, melodic rock hits. And that's kind of where they stay. And then they do some ballads. So these guys just got to pick where they want to be. Yeah, my guess is they're going to end up like most of these new bands to Monsters of Rock Cruise. They'll end up playing both their sets in the Star Lounge. Which sucks. Yeah, it's tough. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that and the tips and tricks and all that kind of stuff. We'll get into some of the venues where we'll tell you a little bit more, especially if you're a first time visitor to the Monsters of Rock Cruise. We'll fill you in on all that. But that's it. That's two of the bands that are appearing on the bill for this year's Mork. I'm looking forward to seeing both those. Like what you're hearing? Share this episode out. Post it to your favorite social network and let people know you're listening to the Growing Up Rock podcast. It will help us grow and we greatly appreciate it. All right, so let's get to talking about the bands that are on Mork. So when we were on Mork last year, thing came up saying the Dirty Dozen and then they started announcing bands. Then what happens with Mork is before they go on sale, they start announcing some bands. And then after it's on sale, they start announcing some bands. And sooner or later, 
you get the whatever their logo is that year. This year happens to be like the back of a denim jacket and they start putting the bands out. So you're going to wonder what order I have these bands in. The order I have these bands in are the way they're listed on the jacket, right? So if you believe that the first name on the jacket then should be considered the headliner, then I guess that's what you believe. If you believe that the last name that's the smallest on the jacket on the bottom is consider the opener, then I guess that's what you believe. But that's kind of how I'm going. Okay, so that's the order it's in. I think the one thing that we've learned is that there really is no headliner on Morks short of the Alice Cooper cruise in 2021, 2022. There's not been an official headliner. Like Sonny said, there are big bands they put up top and uh, smaller bands and people start bitching and complaining, going, why is this band headlining over this band? Every band plays two sets of an hour each. That's the bottom line. So headlining, not headlining, I don't know about all that, but Sonny's just giving it to you the way he took it off the jacket. And when they don't play twice, a.k.a. Skid Row that one year, the place is jammed and you can't fit a piece of paper in there, right? So they got to play at least twice. Otherwise, they get everybody. The last show of the last night usually is super packed, too. It's usually a bigger band. And the last show is what, like a 1030? And I think last year was Queensryche. Was Queensryche the last show? No, Queensryche was that 2019-2020 show was the last show. And it was in Studio B. It's the smaller of the three big venues. And so that place was jam-packed. Like last year, it was Wigwam, and it was in the theater, which is the biggest venue that they have. And remember, it wasn't packed at all for that. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> Move along. Want to take a wild guess? <laughs> Move along, sir. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So the first band we're going to talk about, or artist, is Joe Satriani. So this is the first time that I will see a Satriani live. Uh, he has not been on one of the morgues that I've been on. I guess, you know, he's the first one listed, you know, uh, there's some other acts on here that you'd be like, really over them, whatever. I'm hoping that Joe has some guest singers join them, do some covers. Maybe, maybe you have people join you and you do some of that Van Halen stuff that you're going to be doing, you know, with Sammy. Otherwise, the only instrumental shows I've seen that kept me interested were Paul Gilbert and Steve Vai. And I just don't see Joe being that dynamic. Right. But uh, maybe I'll be wrong. What do you think about Joe? Are you looking forward to seeing him? Have you seen him before? I've seen Joe Satriani live before. I don't expect him to do anything different on this cruise. He's an instrumentalist. Even his albums don't have singers on them. So I expect him to have great musicians around him because they got to be great to be playing with Joe. And if you're into it, then great. If you're a guitar player, then you want to see it. I'll probably stick my head in, hope that I catch like surfing with the alien or uh, a couple of satch boogie or something like that. And then I'm good. And it's nothing against Joe. I just tend to get bored at stuff like that. So I don't need to sit there for an hour and see that. That's just me. All right. So next we have Ace Fraley. So the Kiss Cruise is done. And Ace was already announced on this thing before Kiss ended. So that probably helped, I would think, sell out the cruise because the Kiss Cruise guys don't have anywhere to go. Ace. Okay, let me start by saying I'm an Ace guy. Ace is my favorite member out of the original four. He's my favorite member of Kiss, period. The Spaceman is what connected to me because he was weird. He was uh, off kilter. He almost felt like he was going to fall over all the time. He was drunk. He wasn't paying attention. Totally connected to me. That's the guy I wanted to be. Shit, that's the guy I was in my 20s. 
I swore him off after Creatures Fest. I'm like, that's it. I am so done with Ace. I am not paying money to see Ace anymore. Ace needs to shut the fuck up with all the stuff he's doing lately with I'm better than Paul. I'm better. I'm better than Paul, a guitar playing. You're the fucking lead guitarist. I'm better than most in eating. I'm the fattest guy there. That That's supposed to happen. Okay. So I, I'm so sick of hearing that stupid shit. So he needs to shut up. But because it's Ryan and Jeremy and because he's going to be on our turf, which to me, Mork is my turf and that's not his turf. I will go give him a shot again. But uh, I am going to be very harsh on Ace if he is not good. I will be lynch mob harsh on Ace if it is not good on Mork. What say you, sir? I say because of the people that we're cruising with, the people that are part of our group, that I will go with the group to see Ace. I, like you, I like to support Ryan and Jeremy because they're good guys. So I believe in supporting them. But if it conflicts... With any of the bands that I deem as must-sees, the Heats, the Crash Dots, the Extremes, if it conflicts with any of those bands, they're out. Because I've seen Ace plenty of times. I can only take his singing so much. It's just all I can take. I definitely will try to catch Ace set, uh, and I'm hoping that we can all catch it together because that's part of the fun of, of the camaraderie is us seeing a band together while we're hanging out. That's fun to me. So that's what I say about Ace Friendly. All right. Next, we have The Darkness. So here we go. I guess I'll give it a shot to see the train wreck. Maybe they'll surprise me, but I can tell you. I am not into the music. So someday we will probably do a podcast saying I wasn't into the music, but I saw them live and they got me into the music. Maybe the darkness fall into that. I know you feel different about the darkness. So go for it. I do. I don't love all the darkness music. Let me just throw that out there right now. However, my wife and I went to see them probably four, five, six years at this point ago. And much like the struts for my wife, the darkness has become a band that she likes to see live every time. And Sonny will tell you with our wives, it's really hard to connect on a rock level. Like there are bands that I like that she likes that aren't rock and roll. Same for Sonny. But when you can connect with your wife on a rock level, that's a bonus for us. And so I connected uh, with the darkness and my wife at the same time, and we've enjoyed every concert we've seen. We've gone and seen them every time they've come to Atlanta, and it's been good. The darkness is a super fun band live. I mean, they, they honestly rock. And if you don't take everything that they do too seriously, because they don't take themselves too seriously. I don't think they're a joke band. Don't get me wrong. I think uh, they're serious about what they do. But I mean, it's not like Steel Panther joke, I guess is my point. I mean, some of the outfits and he's really a great front man in terms of his banter with the crowd and stuff like that. He's a funny guy. If you've ever watched any of his um, YouTube videos and everything, he's pretty witty. So they're just a fun band live. So when they came up on the TV as being one of the bands that got announced for uh, this year's cruise, my wife was like, yeah, definitely we're going to go for that. That really was one of the bands, honestly, that got us booked on 24 uh, was the darkness and having the opportunity to see them uh, on our turf, as Sonny said twice. That's a must see for me and my wife. So, yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to that. Next, we have KK's Priest. All right. I'll say I have some morbid curiosity here. First of all, 
So I don't know why I'm going to go see a band of the guy that was the third best of the original Priest to begin with. But whatever. I've not been loving Priest lately to begin with, so maybe this version will make me like him again. <sighs> Ripper sometimes can come off and say, oh, like, I, I don't know if I'm going to love that, to be honest. But I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, if you don't know, K.K. Downing is obviously in the band. Ripper is on lead vocals. A.J. Mills on guitars. Tony Newton on bass. Sean Elg on drums. Let me guess. You can't wait to see K.K.'s Priest. There will be two times we see them because they're the awesomest. Wrong. You are a penny. I'm with you on this one, my friend. I am a huge Priest fan, so I like Judas Priest. But I didn't love the Ripper era of Priest. I didn't like any of those records, Jugulator, whatever. That was not my Priest for me personally. And the 2KK records, I know people that love it. I just, I can't, I can't get into either one of those records and I've tried. I wanted to love those records, but they're just too, I don't know, man. There's just nothing that really hooks me on those two KK's Priest records. So I'm with Sonny. I'll go and check it out because I know a lot of the folks that we're traveling with are into it. But honestly, uh, and I've looked at the set list lately, he's playing pretty much mostly KK's Priest stuff. I mean, he does play a couple of deep cuts from Priest. I'm hoping that I check those out. But like, other than that, I don't necessarily know that I'm excited about that, to be honest. All right. Next, we have Extreme. Dude, there's no way I miss either show. I love Extreme. And it was interesting. We were talking about our wives. Nicole has seen Extreme a couple of times, and she's actually seen Sharon's Van Halen, too, right? So she's seen all of that. And she actually doesn't love Sharon's like jerky movements. That's very distracting to her. So she likes the music, but she doesn't like Gary's stage presence. And to me, I'm like, really, babe? Because I actually like it a lot. Right. So it's just weird how it connects sometimes. But I'm looking forward to Extreme. This is great. So I never heard you tell that side of things with Nicole and with yeah. Gary Sharon. But it's, it's hilarious to me because what you don't know is Jen is in the exact same boat. Like, she can't stand Gary and his stage banter. He, she can't deal with him. Gary does this thing that we've made fun of so many times because he always does it, and he still does it to this day. We call it the butthole wave. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where he bends over and he waves yeah. out his butthole. <laughs> yeah. She, we laugh about that because she can't stand it. She is not a huge fan of Gary's stage persona. Like she doesn't mind the music. She likes Nuno and we'll go see it stream, but she's becoming like you are with uh, Rob Halford. She's slowly but surely really getting sick of Gary. So there you go. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Next we have Accept and I am not an Accept fan. But I am a Joel Holkstra fan, and he's in the band now. I am a Christopher Williams fan. I am a Phil Schaus fan. If he's still in the band, we don't know yet. I guess I got to give it at least one chance because those three guys are too good of guys to not at least give it a shot. God, I hope they don't expect me to stay, though, because I, I don't know if I can. What say you? Uh, so I'm a huge Accept fan, and this is one of the bands that I was really excited because they were one of the first bands that was announced on this year's Mork. So I'm definitely excited because they never play near Atlanta. So me being able to get to see them, I'm just I'm super psyched about it. I don't know how this thing got out of hand with the uh, Phil and the Hulkstra thing, but I'm going to reiterate this. I don't expect Hulkstra to be playing and accept on Mork. 
Phil's going to be on more playing with Accept. The only thing that was announced by Accept was that Joel was filling in the South America concert dates, and that was it. Phil was still in the band. Hulkster was only doing the South American dates, and that was it. So for some reason, like that's left a lot of people like unsure of what's happening. But you know, will Joel sit in on a song on the boat? Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised to see that, but I fully expect Phil to be in the band, on the boat, playing Accept songs. So, yeah, I'm excited about seeing this lineup of Accept because I've never seen it. And, you know, we like to support Christopher and uh, uh, Phil both. So, yeah, super psyched about Accept. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Okay, so as Stephen mentioned earlier, we are going to pepper in some cruising tips. And because we have been on the cruises with Stephen and we've been on some non-rock cruises with Stephen, Stephen cruises a lot, so he feels like he has to share his knowledge. So we nicknamed him Stephen Cruz, Julie McCoy's uglier cousin. Um, (laughs) If you know who Julie McCoy is, then you are probably as old as we are. So go ahead, ugly cousin. Give us some tips. All right. So starting with the cruise tips. Yes, I see a lot of people post on the Facebook post for Monsters of Rock Cruise. I'm a first time cruiser. What about this? What about that? And so hopefully some of these tips will help people. Uh, As we said before, every band on average plays one hour sets twice on the boat. Now, if they happen to be on the pre-party, then they'll play once at the pre-party and once on the boat. There have been exceptions throughout different cruises. Like Sonny said earlier, Skid Row played one show and that was it. And people kind of knew that ahead of time. And just like uh, last year, Eclipse ended up playing one pre-party show, one show on the boat, and then a acoustic set on the island. So they technically played three times. So it's just uh, different things. But for the most part, go with each band playing one hour twice on the boat, period. End of story. So my first tip is don't miss the pre-party because 
this year it's back at Magic City, which is usually a really nice outdoor setup. They've got bleachers where you can sit or you can stand down on the field in front of the stage. And this year we've got YNT headlining with a special guest. Who knows who the special guest is going to be? We also have Rhino Bucket, Soto and Beeler, and the captain, as he's been nicknamed, Ted Poley from Danger Danger. And I'm assuming he's going to have a band and they're going to play a bunch of Danger Danger stuff. So we always have a great time at this pre-party. It's usually the night before the cruise. So it's just a good time to catch up with people, mingle, shoot the shit, and watch some good rock and roll. And so I would tell people, don't miss the pre-party. Number two, be patient. (laughs) Expect a clusterfuck on day one. This is going to happen. It's never failed None of the schedules run on time day one. And last year was extra stupid because of the bad weather that we had the day that we left. So they had to shut down the pool stage for two days. Basically, they shut down the pool stage, which put everything behind everything in different places. It screwed up the schedule for the entire cruise, to be honest. So be patient. Know that if you had a check-in time of, let's say, 11 a.m., at the port for port arrival, you're going to get there and there's going to be a line a million miles long. It's not going to matter what time your check-in time is for this particular cruise. Even though, uh, you know, it's supposed to go much smoother, it doesn't. So all bets are off. Just know that. So I would tell people the lines will be crazy, long delays, go with the flow and go find your zen. Go find a corner somewhere and just relax. Next tip, don't try to see all the bands. Pick 10 to see and another 10 that you will try to see if you have a chance and at least five to 10 bands that you don't mind missing. Because if you go try to see all 44 bands, you're just going to be missing half their sets going in like I did the first year. Go in, watch five songs, go see the next band. Watch five songs, go see the next band. Watch five songs. I mean, you can see all 44 bands, but it's kind of pointless. You won't enjoy it as much. So I always tell people, pick 10 that you really, really want to see that are must-see for you, 10 that you're going to try to see if they don't interfere with those 10 that you must see, and then five to 10 that you don't mind you're going to miss. Next tip, pay attention to the notices by the elevators. Very important. They will change schedules. And when they change schedules, usually they post that next to all the elevators. They'll post a sign that says, so-and-so playing in the theater at this time. They'll make changes in the schedule that they put in your room every day, but they'll also make changes and put it by the elevators like right away. So be aware of that. And then last but not least, let's talk a little bit about the venues. So the venues on the ship are the Star Lounge, the Theater, Studio B, Pool Stage, and the Viking Lounge. Viking Lounge is usually for karaoke and for comedy. The pool stage is huge. That's where most big bands will play at some point. Studio B is my favorite venue, which is the ice skate ring on the boat, but they cover up the ice and you just have kind of a uh, big floor with uh, seats on both sides and in the back. So sound-wise, it's a great place to see a band and uh, just sight lines, it's a great place to see a band. The theater is huge. That's a great place to see a band as well. And the Star Lounge, which is by far the worst venue on the entire ship, Everybody hates the Star Lounge because the stage is about a foot off the floor. So unless you're in the first standing row, 
you won't see the band because the band is playing on the same floor that you're standing on. So it sucks to see anybody in the star lounge. So if they're there, sorry. Did I skip anything for that? You have anything you want to add to those tips, Sonny? The only thing I'll add to those tips is on the day that you get on the boat, dude, eat something before you get in line. Because the whole point of everybody trying to get on the boat early is they're trying to get something to eat. And I would tell you that if you're hangry, that is not going to help. And uh, my guess is special guest, because they have a break in their touring schedule, is either going to be Mr. Big or the Eric Martin Band, because Eric Martin is a huge Y&T fan. So he has an opportunity to play with them. He will probably take it. Yeah. And also, I want to add that um, your rooms on the cruise are usually not ready till one or two o'clock. So if you have a check-in time that is 11 o'clock and you get on board the boat by noon, just know that your room, you're not going to be able to go to your cabin till usually 1, 1 1.30. They'll tell you when it's ready. They'll call and make an announcement. So just know that. And also do your muster drill as soon as you get on board. Go to your muster station and do your drill. Uh, If you've never cruised before, then look it up and get used to it. If you've cruised before, you know what that is. Knock it out. Get it out of the way. First thing. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Look at all the people here tonight. Oh, man. I got to make an announcement right here. Can you hear me out there? It's time to take a quick break in the action from this week's episode. Sonny and I just wanted to thank all of you, the listeners, for joining us each and every week. Whether you just found us today or have been listening for multiple episodes, we love your passion for music and rock and roll in general. We consider you all part of our loud minority family. Always remember you can communicate with us a few different ways. If you don't mind Facebook, head over to the Growing Up Rock Loud Minority Facebook group and be part of the conversation. It's a private group and all you have to do is ask to join, answer a few rock and roll questions, and you're in. If you despise Facebook, which many people do, then send us an email to growinguprock at gmail.com. We get everything there. You can follow us on Twitter and Insta at Growing Up Rock, which is one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K. In the event you feel entertained by our podcast, we would appreciate it if you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and go leave us a five-star review either at Apple Podcast or Podchaser. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay, back to the bands. We're going to speed it up a little because we got past some of the big bands already. Next band we're going to talk about is Y&T. They're going to be at the pre-party. They're going to do at least one on the boat. No way I missed that. What say you? Same. Uh, Next one's Winger. The last album to me was meh. I know you really like the last album. They are always great live. I'm going to have a hard time missing both shows. I think I got to see both shows. What about you? I'm going to try, but both those shows are usually packed out. So it just depends where they're playing and what time and who they're going up against. But definitely I'll see one of them because, as Sonny said, I always enjoy them live. Queensryche is next. 
uh, to me, there's no reason to miss either show. And Queensryche did something cool last time. They did one deep cut show and one hit show. So they made the two shows different, which we have talked about that when one of these artists or bands do the same show twice, that's fucking lazy as fuck. So if any band is listening, that is lazy. Do not mm-hmm. do that. Right. So Queensryche has not done that. And uh, because of that, I probably want to see both shows. What about you? So I miss Queensryche both sets last year. They were conflicting with other things I want to see, and I ended up missing both sets. Basically, because I've seen Queensryche a bunch of times, so it's not like, I mean, I saw them last year. They opened up for somebody. I ended up seeing them. So it's not like I, I've never seen them or anything. This year, I definitely want to try and catch one set. And this year, I know for a fact that they're doing the EP and the warning in their entirety, because that's their whole tour. So I guarantee you they're doing at least one of the shows on the boat will be that where they're playing the entire EP, which is really cool because there's some deep tracks off the EP that I don't know if I've ever heard live and I definitely haven't heard in ages uh, live. They usually always play Queen of the Right, but like Lady War Black and uh, some different stuff like that, that might be really cool. And then they play The Warning in its entirety. So uh, I'm definitely interested in catching uh, that set from Queen's Heart. We have Quiet Riot, and they were at Creatures Fest, and that was enough for me. I am not interested. If anybody listening to me right now cares, the band right now is Rudy Sarzo, who's been in and out of the band a hundred times. Alex Grossi, who's been there basically since 2010 now. Jizzy Pearl, who's on his second stint with the band, lead vocals, and Johnny Kelly on drums. Dude, no thanks. What about you? I actually thought they were the best band at Creatures Fest that weekend. Wow. Which, which isn't necessarily saying much. I'll just say that they were surprisingly better than I expected them to be. That's all I'll say. That being said, I'm good. I don't need to catch Quiet Ride on the Monsters of Rock Cruise. I'd rather hang out with friends or go see another band. I'm good. Glenn Hughes is next. I have never been a fan of his voice. I have to at least check it out because I've never seen Glenn live. I don't like poo-pooing bands forever and never saw them live so i think i gotta at least see a song or two and then you said he's doing a deep purple live thing how do you know this 
So that's pretty much when Glenn Hughes tours solo. He's been doing Deep Purple Live. So when I, I did get a chance to see him here in Atlanta, and he blew me away because I was like, holy shit, that guy's vocals are strong and still good for being as old as he is and as abused as he abused himself in his early years like i was super impressed when i saw him he did the whole burn record in its entirety and the burn record is good for me like i really enjoy that burn record so definitely that's a must see for me at least one show if not both shows really enjoyed him live so looking forward to that April Wine is next, and they didn't cancel. So even though Miles Goodwin, who is their leader, passed away recently, looks like April Wine's going to move forward with Brian Greenway leading the band. I don't know a lot about April Wine, so I go to Spotify, check out their five most popular songs. Roller, You Could Have Been a Lady, Sign of the Gypsy Queen, Just Between You and Me, and Bad Side of the Moon. Listen to all five songs, and that will be the last time I ever hear those songs because it feels like old people music and you probably love it. And no, I've never seen April Wine. And I just said I wouldn't poo-poo somebody I never saw. But there's no way I'm seeing April Wine if they're conflicting with somebody. If they are the only band playing, yes, I will go see a song or two. What say you? I got to catch a little bit of April Wine. I've never seen them live, so I want to cross them off my bucket, even though, you know, most of the original guys are gone. But I do like songs like Roller. And so I'd like to be able to catch a couple of those tunes. I can almost guarantee I won't see both sets, and I can almost guarantee I won't stay for an entire set. And yeah, it is probably old people music, but I'm old, so. Mork has a habit of bringing combustible bands on every once in a while. A couple of years ago, we got Bullet Boys and we got, what was it? Uh, lies, Deceit, and Treachery. Right? Yes. So it's like, yeah. got some infighting. Well, this year we got the mighty TNT. So we could have Tony Harnell and Ronnie just, I guess, punch each other if they want to. Tony's left the band like four times, but supposedly as of today, they are still together. So they have to last 44 days. For them to play on the cruise. So if they do, I will definitely see both shows because I am a Tony Harnell fan. If they don't, my guess is Harnell will still be on the boat and he will do acoustic stuff and I will go see him anyway. What say you? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the situation is with them. They've, he's left and come back. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing TNT because I've liked TNT forever. And so uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Ronnie was a guitar hero of mine back in the early days. I thought he's amazing. So I'm looking forward to seeing him live for the first time. They're one of my must-sees on this uh, cruise.
Next is Crazy Licks. They've been on the cruise before. They were good. I'll check them out at least once. How about you? They played both shows on the pool stage last year. I hope that they get like a Studio B show this year or a theater show. One of the two would be good for me. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them again. Talking about pool shows, Slaughter is next. And I hope they end up on the pool stage both time because they play too fucking loud for anywhere else. So if they're not on the pool stage, I probably pass. What about you? I don't need to see Slaughter live anymore. I'm just not into it anymore. Mark sounds like he's just screaming the whole time nowadays. And I know that uh, what's-his-name is really good. The guitar player, Blando, is really good. And he's a talented guy, and I get it. But Slaughter, for me, I don't need to see it live anymore. I've seen it enough, and that's a pass for me. All right, so let's get some more cruising tips. All right. Next up, don't miss the blackout at sea sail away. Usually they try to keep the band quiet until the last minute and then whoever's playing, it's somebody who's on the boat, kicks us off. So even if you're not a huge fan of the sail away band, it's still worth at least a few songs because... If the weather's really nice, if the weather is decent, it's just something about pulling out of the port with the wind blowing and a kick-ass rock and roll band playing on this big stage with everybody there. Because pretty much everybody shows up for the pitcher, and it's just fun. You'll see a lot of the bands that are on the cruise walking around. I think Sonny and I ran into Nuno and got pictures with Extreme a couple of years ago while they were off walking around up there. But uh, it's just a good time. So I would say don't miss Blackout at Sea. Make sure that you see some of the Euro bands that you will only see on the boat unless you go to Europe if you're an American. So if you're an American person, you usually can see, let's say, Faster Pussycat or Enough's Enough for some of these bands that are pretty much on tour all the time. They'll usually play your town at some point during the year, play one of the clubs in your town at some point during the year. So I would encourage people to get out there and see some of these Euro bands, some of the heats, the crazy licks, some of these bands that only basically tour in Europe, but they're here and they're on the boat and playing two sets. Catch those bands because you'll be surprised at how decent these bands are. Uh, So definitely make sure that you do that if you're an American. If you're a European person coming to the uh, States for the Monsters of Rock cruise, then maybe Enough's Enough is a band you want to see. Nope. Don't bother. (laughs) Just shut up. All right. And then here's a tip. I say to everybody, try and eat dinner in the main dining room at least once. I know that concerts are going on all the time. I know that people are running back and forth all the time. People are going to hit the Sorrento's pizza or you're going to hit the buffet, quick grab and go type stuff. I get it. I'm with you. You're there to see the bands. I do. I understand all that. But it's nice to sit down and experience dinner in the main dining room. And usually what I do when we first get on board is I'll look at the schedule and I usually look at the hours between five and seven to see if there's some way that we can fit dinner in there because it's nice to go with my wife to dinner. And really last year, we did a pretty good job. I want to say... We sat down with our group probably three, maybe four times out of the cruise uh, for dinner. We found a way to do it, and it was great. And they get you in and out pretty quick, but it's nice to sit down with your friends and enjoy dinner. Yeah, the dinner thing has been a new thing for me, and it's it's definitely worth it for sure. Hey, everybody. It's Joel Hoekster from Whitesnake, and you're listening to the Growing Up Rock podcast with your hosts, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. 
Now crank it up. All right. So let's get back to the bands. British Lion is next. Steve Harris's band. They were on Mork a few years back. To me, they were not great. If I knew he was going to do a full Maiden set, I'd go. But problem is, one, Steve Harris ain't going to do that. And second, Steve Harris ain't going to do that. So I guess I'm not going to see British Lion. But uh, I have a shirt that I couldn't refund because it looked so good. But, man, the band was not good. What about you? No, it's just the music just isn't my bag. Love Steve Harris, love Maiden. But if my favorite guitar player, Eddie Van Halen, were still alive and he was playing jazz classics, I probably wouldn't, you know, (laughs) I wouldn't be into it. So it's just about uh, the music for me. And I'll skip that. So the next band is Armored Saint. And I'm going to tell you there's five reasons why I'm not going to Armored Saint. Number one, two Sandoval's. Number two, Jeff Duncan on guitars. Number three, Joey Vera on bass. Number four, John Bush on lead vocals. And number five, the music sucks. So I know that you and BC and Righty are in hog fucking heaven with this shit, but there is no way I'm going anywhere near Armored Saint. Saw him once in a club. That was more than enough. I think it was in like 87. That was good enough for me. How about you? So I would be way more excited about this had I not seen Armored Saint open for Wasp last November on the Wasp tour. That had been the first time that I'd seen Armored Saint live. So I was really excited to see them. And they're good. And I'll probably see them at least once on the cruise because, as Sonny pointed out, BC and Righty and all our buddies that travel with us, they're all into Armored Saint. I love Armored Saint music. So I'll definitely go to one of those shows with them for the camaraderie, if nothing else. And I love John Bush, Joey Vera, Jeff Duncan, Gonzo Sandoval, and Phil Sandoval. So up yours, Penny. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right. Next, we have Hardcore Superstar and all the hubbub about this band. And they were mad to me. So I. Don't really have a reason to go back and see Hardcore Superstar. What about you? Yeah, I definitely got to see them. They're good live. Next, we have Rhino Bucket. They will be at the pre-party. So you're kind of forced to see them a little bit because they usually jam them in between like Soto and the special guest or whatever. So you're kind of there already. Uh, you know, ride the Rhino. Woohoo! I'm good, but I don't got a reason to see them on the ship. What about you? Yeah, I wish they were playing both shows on the ship because that gives me two chances to have dinner instead of <laughs> going to see Rhino Bucket. I love Rhino Bucket albums. I'm just not into them live. They're a little bit boring for me. But, hey, I'll check them out at the pre-party uh, because I'll be there just hanging out anyway. Heat is next. You know we love Heat around here. There is no reason to miss either show. The only problem with Heat is, man, I hope they don't do two of the same sets. What about you? Well, I wish that that was going to be the case, but I fear that that will be what happens is they'll do two of the same sets. But, you know, I love heat music, so looking forward to seeing them live. Next, we have Pat Travers Band. I did not catch him last time. I did not realize how big of a fan right he is of Pat Travers. So maybe I should catch a song or two. It just it's old people music. It doesn't excite me. What about you? Uh, I caught him the first time on the boat. I caught uh, two or three songs. And yeah, I'm just, uh, I can't get into it. Next, we have Firehouse. So a little story on Firehouse. You know, I've seen them a couple of times over the years and they were okay, but they were kind of, saw them in Vegas once too. And they were kind of just going through the motions a little bit on the 2020 cruise. They played their two sets at the tail end of the cruise and they must have went to some of these other gigs and saw some of the Euro bands basically kicking ass and taking names, including Eric Gronwall's heat. 
and Firehouse came out with fucking fire in their veins. I had never seen Firehouse that on point and that excited to be on stage. So if that's the Firehouse I'm getting, I definitely want to see it. Um, I got to see them at least once, though. What about you? So I missed those shows on the cruise because I had seen them at Rocklanta here in Atlanta, and they were a little bit boring to me. So I didn't go to either one of those shows on the cruise. I heard you guys raving about it. So I will definitely try to catch at least a single set by Firehouse because I do like their music. Faster Pussycat staple on Mork, but ass pollution is a no for me. What say you? They've been on every Mork that I've been on, and I've missed both shows every time. So I just miss them. I like Faster Pussycat as opposed to Poony, but I've seen them, and I just don't need to see it live. Uh, so I'm good. I, it just gives me the opportunity to hang out with friends or do dinner or do whatever, something different. All right, let's do a couple more cruising tips. All right, next up, meeting your favorite rocker. So... For those of you that are getting on the cruise for the first time, they're all over the place. You don't have to worry. You will meet your favorite rocker usually. Some of these people are vacationing just like you, but they just happen to be playing the cruise. So remember, they come with their family, their wife, their kids. Oftentimes, be respectful. Don't bother them if they're eating. That's the golden rule. Don't bother the rock star if they're eating. Don't interrupt if they're in the middle of a conversation. Just be considerate. That's all we're saying. If you don't get, I don't know, whoever's autograph this particular moment or you don't get their uh, selfie, there'll be other times usually, um, especially in elevators and stuff. Get the elevator selfie. That seems to be the thing to do. Let's see. Uh, try late night Viking lounge karaoke. So they have late night karaoke in the Viking lounge. Oftentimes what happens is a lot of the rock stars that are on the ship will step up and do a karaoke song. Some of the best karaoke songs have been done by people like Eric Gronwall and Hannes Kett by Shiraz Lane. They've done some great karaoke versions that end up on YouTube at some point in time. I mean, it's if you get a chance to do it, it's very late. It's very packed. Uh, so it's hard to get in there. It's usually elbow to elbow pack jam into the Viking Lounge because it's very, very small. But if you get a chance to do that, try it out. And then I would tell you guys, this is new to the cruise over the course of the last like three cruises, but do not miss punchlines and backlines. This has become a favorite of mine and my wife's because it's a break in the action from the nonstop concerts and you can take in comedy and it's hilarious usually every time they have uh, our friend friend of the show courtney cronin dold her along with izzy presley they pull in a rock star that's on the cruise and they teach him how to do stand-up comedy and oddly enough they end up being pretty good every time they do it so it's really entertaining to uh take in a punchlines and backlines I would definitely encourage you not to miss at least one of those shows. They usually do a couple of shows throughout the cruise. Sonny, you have anything to add to that? No, the only thing there is uh, actually two quick things. One is I want to thank Wrighty because Wrighty does a great job of, hey, Wrighty, I want a picture of so-and-so. Can you hook me up? And he has the gift of gab to make that happen. I'm not good at that. And then if I see them walking through the buffet or they're in the line getting a hamburger or whatever, I won't bother them for a picture or autograph or anything, but I will say, hey, great show last night. Hey, love that you guys did blah song, like just as a thank you, right? But that's about it. 
This is Jeff Scott Soto from Sons of Apollo, and you are listening to the Growing Up Rock podcast with Stephen Michael and Hollywood Pooney. You better turn it up and keep it up. Getting back to the bands. Next one we're going to talk about is Soto. And all I can say is yes, twice. You know, the band's usually a little bit heavier from what Soto normally does. But Jeff has become kind of a lieutenant captain on the ship, too. And he will do a greatest hits of his own material every once in a while. And he is usually the top person to do a third show if somebody gets sick or somebody can't do blah, blah, blah. So uh, I'm looking forward to Jeff. How about you? Yeah, I usually enjoy Jeff every time he plays, especially when he does like his one-off type greatest hit shows or his disco shows or whatever. He's usually entertaining. Uh, so for sure, uh, looking forward to seeing Soda. Lizzie Borden is next. I'm assuming he has a thing in his contract that says you ain't putting fucking blood on our seats ever again because uh, he did that the last time he was on Mork, and I don't think anybody was happy with that. But uh, no, thank you. Not going to do it. How about you? I can almost guarantee that he will either be on the pool stage or in Studio B, one of those two. I can. Oh, so he can't put blood on the stage. <laughs> I, on gar- the I almost guarantee. Well, it won't matter if he does, right? Yeah. If, it, if he puts blood on the, it won't matter. So my guess is both those shows will be in the pool stage or in Studio B, both. And I will try to check it out at least one of the shows just because it's such a macabre just weird thing and i know you know i like to go support my our friend bc he'll be enjoying it but i like to watch it from afar it's kind of like a train wreck next we have enough's enough and i've had enough get it (laughs) yeah i get it the only way i'll see enough's enough is just like uh the oh it's the year before last or whatever when they were the very first band of the crews playing and nobody else was playing so i went and sat in studio b and watched a little bit of enough's enough i would do it in that case but if they're going up against anybody i don't need to see it treat is up next they were on mork last year and i thought they were okay i'd probably check them out again I like the music. I just felt like they were a little bit boring, but I would definitely try to check out a set uh, for sure. Dangerous Toys is next, still hanging on. And every time I see Dangerous Toys, they are rougher and rougher and rougher. Man, that that Southern whatever they had, it's gone, dude. I'm not interested anymore. What about you? I really like Paul Lydell. I really like Jason McMaster. They're both really nice guys. I really enjoy them. I like Dangerous Toys music, but I don't necessarily know that I have to see this band live. I've seen them live a couple of times. And one of the things on Mork that's really tough to do is find downtime. So you have to create downtime. And when I say downtime, I don't mean so that you can sleep in your cabin. What I mean is is being able to have a nice meal or hang out with friends and just shoot the shit where you don't have to feel like you're rushed or going to a concert. And so you have to make choices. And this is one of those bands that would probably be a choice for me. Next, we have Spread Eagle. I've never seen this band. Uh, They're new to Mork, right? They haven't been on there yet. That is correct. They have not been on Mork yet. This is the first time I will see them. They're not a must-see for me, but I will definitely stick my head in. And as I told you off the record at some point, I'll probably do it at the end so I can catch a Switchblade Serenade. (laughs) Yeah, me too. All right. Next band is Tough. And uh, I just think nobody cares. Tough is rough. Okay. And for the (laughs) Tough fans that are listening, I'm sorry. I feel bad for you. And somehow Stevie Rochelle is going to hear this and he's going to say something like nobody is who they were years ago. And I would say to Stevie, 
with that comment. You're absolutely correct. And I didn't like tough in 1990. So <laughs> how you were years ago. What say you? Uh, this will be, I think, the third time they've been on one of the cruises that we've been on. I've never seen them live. Uh, they would have to be up against basically nobody. Otherwise, they're going to be an opportunity band for me to create some downtime. I'm not a huge enough fan to have to see them. Black and blue is next and nobody cares but SM. So I'm assuming you'll be the only one there. <laughs> Steve Wright's a pretty big black and blue fan. Righty and I will both go see black and blue. I definitely will try and catch a black and blue set. Look, they usually put on a decent show. I like black and blue music. So, yeah, I'll try to catch a set. And then we got Joel Holkstra. And like you said, he might not be on stage with except because, you know, the drama we were hearing. Instead, he'll do a hangover jam, which is usually fairly early in the morning. And uh, normally he's got some pretty cool singers up there and stuff. So I'll have to check that out. Last year it was raining. So I was checking it out from afar. But what about you? Well, remember last year he did the Hangover Jam in Studio B. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a year before it was raining. Right. This year it was storming, so he couldn't even get up there. That's right. He did it in yeah. Studio B, and it was interesting because it was sort of a whole different experience, but Jen and I really enjoyed it in Studio B. We were able to focus more on the music. Always enjoy the Hangover Jam, and you may have missed it, but Hulkstra actually posted that he's going to be playing two sets with uh, Brandon Gibb on the boat. Oh, cool. Okay. So that's in addition to the Hangover Jam. So I'm guessing that maybe he's going to be doing some music off his albums. Oh, okay. That's cool. All right. Let's get a few more cruising tips. All right. A few more cruising tips. If you are going to do the pitcher sessions, so it's free. Usually what they do is they have three, four, five bands in the Star Lounge and they set it up so that you just you go in and you take a picture with each band and move on. There's no time to do anything else. They move you in, you take a picture, you move to the next band, take a picture, you move to the next band, take a picture. So if you're going to do that with a set of artists, be prepared to wait in line. And remember, it's in and out. No autographs, no long conversations, in and out. Super quick, super fast. My advice to you is if you really want to do it, try to come as the line is ending but then you risk them cutting you off and you not making it in. So if it's really important to you, I guess just get in line and wait with the rest of the people. But yeah, that's something that you can do. Watch the sunrise or sunset. It's worth it. 100%. Uh, if you've never been on a cruise before, it's so awesome to watch a sunrise or sunset while you're out there on the ocean, especially if it's nice weather. So try and do that. And then last but not least, I do it every cruise with our friends from the Potter and Hell podcast. I really enjoy doing late night pizza with your friends at the end of the night. So you go, you check out last concert, and before everybody heads back to the room, you hit up the pizza joint and just eat uh, some pizza while you're hanging out on the promenade deck. It's uh, fun. Uh, so I would encourage people to do that. Those are my three tips. Love, 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 love. It's 
All right, a few more bands left to go. Next up, we got Richie Kotzen, and I can just say between Extreme, Y&T, Richie Kotzen, and Soto, I will not miss any of the shows. Everybody else loses to those four. What say you? Yeah, I'll definitely try and check out a set by Kotzen. I enjoy Kotzen a lot. And Kotzen won't do two of the same sets, so that's cool. Uh, Bang Tango is next, affectionately called Bango Tango. Uh, I've not seen these guys in a while. They were on the 2015 Mork, but I missed them. Um, I actually haven't seen them since 89 when they opened for the Bullet Boy. So I think I will check them out at least once. What about you? Man, they better not be going up against anybody because I don't love Bang Tango music. But if they're not going up against somebody, I'll try to catch a song or two. Heaven's Edge is next. And uh, yeah, I know they've released a new album. Whatever not interested what about you i enjoy heaven's edge what i will say is that they're heavily choreographed and so if you think it's too cheesy then it's not for you but you know i don't mind it so much so i may check out at least a set of heaven's edge but if they're going up against somebody that i really want to see probably not so it'll be next they'll be on the pre-party so we'll see them i don't think i need to see the second show because i love jeff but this ends up being a little bit of the same shtick how about you We'll see it at the pre-show, so I'm good. And they usually never change it up. It's been the same, like, exact same bit for the last, like, four years. Crash Diet's next. We'll skip them because I think we're both excited to see them uh, for the first time, so we're good there. Ted Poley, captain of the ship, fun to see. You know, he does his live stuff. It sticks pretty good, so I don't need any Tokyo Motor Fist, but uh, if he does his own stuff, I think I'll be okay. I'm assuming you're the same way. Yeah, the exact same way. Paradise Kitty, they were on the ship. Man, I hope they're better than the last time I saw them, but I do have to go at least go see them once because they're women and I'm a heterosexual male. That's why. How about you? I'm heterosexual too, but I don't necessarily need to see Paradise Kitty play uh, Guns N' Roses cover songs. I mean, nothing against them, but if they're going up uh, against an original band, then that's probably where I would go to see. Kalito's next. I'm interested. But the problem is if they play the Star Lounge twice or the Viking Crown once, I'm not interested. So I hope to get Studio B shot. I can almost guarantee you they will not. They will end up in that Star Lounge twice. And depending on when those times are, I may try to at least stick my head in and catch some of it or hear some of it. But that's going to be about as much. I mean, I was fortunate enough to catch about 10 minutes of burning witches last year in the star lounge which was by the way all i needed (laughs) so so there you go yeah uh but yeah i'll try to check out a little bit of uh kalita and there's a few hosts but the official cruise host is really eddie trunk and he's always there and everybody knows who eddie is if you listen to this my only thing with eddie is He's trying to introduce so many bands that he'll jump from stage to stage to stage across the ship. And my guess is this dude is running back and forth, back and forth. So I feel bad for the guy, but he'll come up and say, all right, get ready for extreme. Here they are. And then he leaves. And 10 minutes later, Nuno shows up. So he's trying to get ahead of the announcement. I don't like that. What about you? Yeah. I mean, the same. He always does the kickoff, the blackout at sea pitcher. He usually hosts that. But for the most part, they usually have like Jim Florentine, Don Jamerson, uh, Courtney Cronin Dole got into the act last year. So she'll she'll introduce some bands. Uh, Nikki Black, who's a DJ, she'll introduce some bands, DJ Will. And I don't know if they've got any of the um, XM DJs this year, but they usually have somebody intro all the bands in different locations. All right, let's get the last of the cruising tips. 
All right. Here's the last of the cruising tips. If you guys listen to this podcast and you have more questions, by all means, just uh, come to the Loud Minority Facebook group and post something in there, and I'll try to answer your questions for you. Um, merch. I've heard a lot of people talk about merch. Uh, just FYI, they set up one huge merch booth on the pool deck, and it's huge, and it's usually got shirts from every band. And so that's where you go and you get your merch. They usually have it set up by the end of day one, maybe the morning of day two, which is usually a C day. I think it is a C day this year. So that's usually when they have all the merch. I tell people, go get your merch early because what happens is they'll run out of sizes. So if you need a particular size, that's your best chance is to go early. Now, what I will tell you, don't go the minute that they get it set up when every other person on the entire boat is trying to go. What I would tell people is go the morning, like early in the morning, uh, whenever the merch booth opens on that first sea day, because usually everybody's hung over and is still sleeping. <laughs> so if you want it to be no stress, that's the time to go is go early in the morning. That's usually your best bet for merch. That's it. That's my last tip uh, regarding merch. Hey, Hollywood, you know what time it is. Let's connect it to KISS. You wanted the best, and you got the best. The hottest band in the world, KISS! So for the KISS connection, since as of this recording, Ace is still supposed to be on the ship, and I say that, because Tony, one of our good friends, is like, it is still 50-50. Ace shows up. He talks about he doesn't have passports. He talks about, like, there's other ways to get on the ship. But if Ace is going to play like the Sebastian Bach route, he ain't getting on the ship. And Royal Caribbean, they ain't going to let anybody break the rules. So I would stay still 50-50 if Ace makes it on the ship. But anyway, let's go with the Fraley's Comic Classic. So off the debut album released in 87, here is Todd Howarth on keyboards and guitar, John Regan on bass, rest in peace, sir, Anton Fig on drums, and Ace on vocals and lead guitar with Rock Soldiers. Ace is back, and he told you so.
I saw this first tour that Ace did on this album. And I swear to God, I laughed my ass off, full on laugh, when he told the people Ace was back and he told you so. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was cool. It just made me laugh. I thought it was super cheesy at the time, but, you know, it's all good. I enjoy this record. I enjoy Rock Soldier's fun song. But, uh, yeah, I think that it was a smart thing for uh, Mork to get Ace on this cruise because the reason being is that I think, um, you know, the last year, almost the last two years, we've started to see Kiss Cruisers show up on the Monsters of Rock cruise for the first time. And so far, all the people that I've met that said, you know, we've been on several Kiss Cruises. It's our first Monsters of Rock Cruise. They've all been back a second time on Monsters of Rock Cruise because they've enjoyed it so much. Uh, So, you know, just true, true music fans. And now that Kiss Cruise is pretty much ended and that's a done deal, all these people have funds that they can put elsewhere. So why not put them into Monsters of Rock Cruise? So I do think that that was really smart. I thought it would have been maybe even smarter if they bypassed Ace and just got Bruce Kulick band on board. But, uh, you know, who knows? They wouldn't have been able to do it anyway because Todd Kearns is off doing Slash with Miles uh, Kennedy and the Conspirators right now for the next month or so, two months. Yeah, but if Bruce is willing to work with another singer where he lives in an area which there is a lot of talent available, he could be the surprise guest. Yeah, it's true, but we'll see. I also think it could be, uh, if we're talking about surprise guest, I, I think that it could possibly be Wigman. Aren't they back in the States? Oh, they were playing Lord. Key West and uh, they played. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Big, no, please. No. <laughs> well, Mr. Big was really good the other night. Uh, it should be fun, but that's it, man. We covered up a whole bunch of ground, man. That is a lot of bands. I'll tell you what. Like I've told people before, if you're ever on the fence about this cruise, it is expensive. It's not cheap. We do get that. But honestly, if you see, let's say, 10 concerts throughout an entire year and you're paying 40, 50 bucks a ticket, and that's just for these type bands that play in clubs and not the stadium bands. If you're paying 40, 50 bucks a ticket and then paying 10 or $15 service fees on top of that, and you're going to dinner beforehand and you're paying parking, when you start doing the math on that, like we did last year, we did an actual quick math on Monsters of Rock Cruise, it's worth it. I mean, it's 100% worth it. Being able to be in your cabin and within five minutes walk downstairs to a theater full of a thousand screaming fans watching an extreme show. How cool is that? I mean, it's amazing. It really is. We said we were going to do one in 2019 and we've done the last four in a row and this will be the fifth. So it's become so much of a, a chance for us to see friends and catch up with people that honestly, I don't necessarily think that this is going to change. It's going to be every year for us. Like there will be a day where I most likely see Kotzen, Y&T, Soto, Extreme. I eat all the ice cream I want. I probably get pictures with two to three of my musical heroes. I get to play in the casino. And I got to do karaoke and hang out with all my friends. And that'll be one day. And there's no place else on this planet, including Vegas, that I can do that in. And that's untouchable for me. So I see more bands on Mork than I do the rest of the year put together. 
So there's no reason for me not to go on Mork every year. The only Morks I missed, Vince Neal was fucking headlining. I'm not wasting my money on Vince Neal and his crony bands. Like, I'm just not going to do that. So my rule's always been, I got to like half the bands. If I like half the bands, I'm in. And there was a couple of cruises. There was a West Coast cruise. I didn't like three-fourths of the band. Hell, there was a festival online the other day I shared with you guys. I didn't like any of the bands, right? So there is a I won't go. And I do go for the hang, but I got to still like at least half the bands because it is about the music overall. Yeah, agreed 100%. But, you know, it's just like every time we go to, you can go to festivals and stuff. I see people that post, yeah, I'm going to this European festival and seeing all these great bands, or I'm going to this festival in, you know, Kentucky and seeing all these bands. I do, I get that, but I'm 57 and I can't stand for eight hours during a day seeing bands out in the heat and the weather and all this other stuff. I just, I can't do it anymore. So Mork allows me to stand if I want to stand out on the pool deck or sit if I want to sit in the theater or the star lounge or, or the uh, studio B it allows me to do either or. And it's never more than an hour at a shot. And it's never more than an hour and a shot. And if I feel run down or I just can't take it, I can go to my room to get away if I need to. It's just a fantastic experience. Not having to worry about food, not having to worry about drinks, not having to worry about sleep, not having to worry about anything. And just having dinner and being two tables away from you know jeff scott soto or richie Kotzen or you know whoever insert your rock star there it's just it's cool it's amazing and you know and then like i've said before my wife and i cruise quite a bit anyway so it's basically combining the two things i love most and being able to share that with my wife it's just it's wow. too cool wow so you what? said you love cruising and music the most and then be able to share it with your wife your wife is third Dude, Jen is third. I'm a t- Jen, if he edits this out, I'm going to tell you live. <laughs> I'm not editing this one. You're editing this one. <laughs> All right. No, so, um, she's not third. <laughs> thanks for listening. If you're going to be on the cruise, look us up. If it's your first time, definitely come look us up. Otherwise, I'm sure we'll see you because we say hi to everybody when we see you. So, yeah, you'll find us in the schooner lounge when we're not at a concert. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next week. See ya. Later. It's time to shuffle, rattle, and roll us out of here. Get ready to turn it up.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 